Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. It is podcast number 79 coming at you on June 16th. Today is Father's Day. How convenient because you're here. and uh, I am the father. You're back home. You've already made your presence known uh, on the channel since you've been home. We did a couple yep. of videos mm-hmm. um, since your return. Mm-hmm. But this is the first podcast, so how does it feel to be back? It, it feels amazing in a way. Like It was a great trip. Everyone likes to do vacations. I love doing vacations. But the last couple of days of vacation, you just can't wait to get home. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's good to be home. Yeah. Are you tired of eating out at all? Like uh, like having fast food and all that Very. stuff? And just the, the narrow variety of fast food, I felt guilty about going to a McDonald's or a Burger King or a KFC over there. Yeah. That just, just seems so dumb. But they don't have a fast food culture other than those American ones, like like we would mm. have here in North America. So they they have chain restaurants, there's no question, but they don't have fast food type restaurants, at least not, not that I could see. So, mm. but, so we were out at restaurants all the time and there's only basically two things I ever, well, maybe three, fish and chips. Hamburgers. Hamburgers. Chicken fingers. Chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it because I didn't want to, I did some breakfasty things, you know, did some um, uh, just regular traditional English and Scottish breakfast, including black pudding and, and all that, which was fabulous. What is what is black pudding? Black pudding is what we would call blood pudding here. Okay. Well, that's pretty self-explanatory mm, and that'll disgusting. Put, that'll, that'll put lead in your pencil. Yeah, I'd say. Put hair in your chest, too. Uh, okay, so let's get into the swing of, of some hockey news here. We've got... Uh, actually, there's a lot of hockey news to talk about. We're not going to discuss the... Uh, St. Louis Blues winning the Stanley Cup. We've already done that in a 25-minute video. It's on the channel if you haven't seen it yet. Go get uh, it. But there's lots of other hockey news to discuss. All uh, right. We're, so I'll walk you through it here pretty quickly. Um, the first thing is the is uh, Eberle. Did you hear that he signed contract? I did not. I, I'm assuming that you haven't heard any of this news since you've been away. So I'll be receiving it for the first time. I've, I wasn't able to get a lot of hockey news over there, and I frankly didn't want to. Yeah. It wasn't a hockey. Yeah. Uh, specific vacation, and it was a break from hockey in a way. Exactly. Uh, so Everly signed a five-year contract uh, with the Islanders, uh, $5.5 million, uh, per year average, which I think is pretty decent. I mean, he was one of the most underrated players, uh, not just w- in the Islanders organization last year, but I would say in the entire NHL. So I really like this this signing. This is uh, as far as value for money for for a forward. And what he can produce, I, I'm 100% okay with this signing. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple people online kind of complaining about it a little bit. I mean, we don't know. We can't really predict. Complaining it was too much money? Uh, complaining about term and too much money. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's no right or wrong. Everyone, We can only have our opinions now. We don't know how it's going to turn out. It's like when a trade happens. Mm-hmm. We can only say what we think at the time, and sometimes we get it wrong, like the O'Reilly trade. Oh, totally. <laughs> we, I think some people, including myself, thought the Buffalo won that trade. Um, at the time, I don't regret saying that, mm-hmm. but obviously I, I was wrong. I don't remember what your opinion was on the trade, but I don't even know if I had one. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> totally fine to admit that I was wrong when I'm wrong. I'll definitely admit it. Uh, St. Louis obviously won that trade. Um, so, you know, it happens. So yeah. Have you heard about the Rick Nash news? No, I have not. Rick Nash has been hired as a special assistant to the Blue Jackets GM. So... He goes back to a team that he's 
had a lengthy history with. He was the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets from 2008 to 2012, and he was uh, Columbus's first round pick in 2002. So it's a bit of a homecoming for him. He obviously retired um, fairly recently, which is unfortunate for him, but at least he's still going to be involved in the world of hockey. I honestly don't know what special assistant to a GM is. I think that's kind of one of those made-up terms where you give it Uh to someone who was involved in hockey as a player and you don't really, they don't have the qualifications to be anything like really, really important. So you just kind of make up a a title for them. They're basically a paid mascot. A little bit. I'm not sure that he'll do some like important work and obviously maybe he's in grooming for an assistant GM position in the future or eventually the GM position in the future. So, I mean, good for Nash. It, he goes to a place that he's already familiar with. Uh, the fans love him there. Mm-hmm. So he'll do good things for the team. Maybe not right away, but uh, once he gets some experience under his belt. Okay, so I have a little bit of a trivia question for you. With St. Louis winning the Stanley Cup, that leaves 11 teams that have never won the Cup. What are those 11 teams? Toronto Maple Leafs. Th- that have never won the Cup. <laughs> okay. Um Wow, Arizona. That is one. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to go alphabetical here. Uh, wow. There's 11 teams that have never... Buffalo. There you go. Um, Nine left. <laughs> the Avalanche... Oh, no, the Avalanche have. Uh, just a minute. Let me back up. Yeah, yeah, take your time. Um, San Jose. That is one. Um... There's 11? There's I can't a, believe there's 11. He said three. There's eight more. Good grief. Vancouver. That's one. Ottawa. That's one. Technically. Why is it technically? Well, the city of Ottawa won oh. the cup, but under a different name. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wonder what technically. Um, you guys can play at home. Yeah. Play at home. Did I uh, say Buffalo? You did. Okay. Um. Good Lord. See if you can name all 11 at home. Yeah. yeah you probably will do better than I will do. I'm, I'm looking around. We got. You can't cheat and look at some memorabilia around no, here. No, no. I'm not doing that. I'm. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Um, only uh, two of the remaining teams are from the East. The rest are from the West. All right. Um, Columbus. That's one. <laughs> this is this is hard, especially when you, when I put you on the spot here. Well, yeah, I didn't know this was coming. Yeah. Um, so there's one more team in the East. There's, yeah. And the rest are in the there's West. Four more in the West. Um, I was, was, was going to say Hartford, <laughs> but that would be wrong in two counts. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> um. Good grief. The Islanders have won. The Rangers have won. The mm-hmm. Devils have won. Philadelphia's won. Yeah. Pittsburgh has won. Yeah. Washington's won. Yeah. Carolina has won. They have. The Both Florida teams have won. Have they? Panthers. <laughs> There's your last East team. Yeah, because they went to the finals with Doug McLean as coach, but they didn't yeah. win. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay, so now you have four West teams left. Four in the West. Yeah. Well, this shouldn't be too, too bad, should it? I said the Coyotes already. You did? Um, Vegas Golden Knights. That's one. Um, 
Uh, the Wild. That is correct. Two more. Two more. The easy ones. <laughs> oh, okay. Dallas is one. St. Louis is now one. Colorado has one. L.A. is one. Anaheim is one. Anaheim has one. Um, there's still two out there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is crazy. What's going on? I don't know what's going on. One of them got real close recently. Actually, you could even say that both of the remaining teams have come close. One of the remaining one of the teams was in the final four last year. Winnipeg Jets. That's correct. Sorry. The last one, which is maybe the easiest one on this entire <laughs> list. <laughs> of course. But they did get close recently. <laughs> everyone, everyone who knows the answer at home is yeah, like yelling at yelling their at TV. their TV, yelling at their phone. Yeah, you idiot! <laughs> you're not the goat. You're the moat. <laughs> the moat. <laughs> um, give me one more hint, and then I'm done. Yellow. Ah, uh, Nashville. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, I just I don't I know they're in the West, but yeah. they're really not. You know because they're. <laughs> Tennessee is not geographically west of, geographically isn't far enough west for me. You don't think of na- about Nashville being in the west, so no. yeah, no, they're in the central time zone, but yeah, you, that well, doesn't count. I mean, you did get all of them, so that's that's pretty good. Yeah, but you had to pull me along. You did say Toronto to start out, and then you said Hartford, so <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a straight road to the to the I end. Just, I just wanted to say Toronto. I just can't <laughs> just help. to troll people. Eh? Well, I think maybe. Once 50 years go by, maybe it's like it resets the clock. You've never won it. Oh, I like that. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, news out of Vancouver. The Canucks unveiled four new jerseys for the next year coming up. Four? Four new jerseys. What is They've, wrong with people? Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How dare you? What's wrong with what they got? Well, there's nothing wrong with what they got, but they just a little, little tweak. They, they tweaked the home jersey. They tweaked the away jersey. Uh, basically, I'm going to make a video about this, so oh, I don't want to get too in-depth here, but basically they removed the wording, the Vancouver, above the Orca, okay. whatever you want to call it. Too uh, bad they didn't remove the Orca. Oh, you and a lot of people feel the same way. Um, but they made that bigger, okay. and there's a few other little changes. I'll leave that for the video. But they have two alternate jerseys coming next year. One is the black throwback to the 90s with the skate, like... It's on a puck up here somewhere. Like this one. Uh, I, I know which one you mean. It's got were, Canucks written across it. No, it's good. Oh, it, oh, yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay. They're bringing that back. It looks freaking amazing. Um, and then they have another alternate jersey, which is, I think, their original jersey, which is looks very similar to what they wear now. It's blue with green stripes on the bottom and that hockey stick. Hockey yeah, stick. Thing. That's the logo. That's the only one. Maybe you'll like that good. one. Then. I will like that one. Yeah, it's about time. We'll find out. When that we, uh... should be the only logo. Whoa. Boom. Okay. Love the hockey stick. Well, that video is coming up sometime in the next week and a half. Cool. So look out for that. So apparently the Maple Leafs are shopping Sparks. That's a, I don't really like to share rumors, but when it comes from a credible source like Bob McKenzie, I kind of feel like there's a little, little bit of credibility there. So I don't mind sharing this one. Looks he's, like, he's making, what, half a million, something like that? Uh, 750K. Oh, is it He's that? got one year left on his contract. So, I mean, he didn't have an no. amazing year last year. No. Uh, but, I mean, 
Toronto's not in the best cap friendly zone right now. I don't know why they would yeah. get rid of a backup goalie at 750k. Like you're not going to probably get a better de- deal than that. No, no really. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe, and maybe and, and getting rid of them, if they just lose the salary and they just bring somebody up from the Marlies or something, someone else from the Marlies, I should say, mm. they're not going to save a lot in their cap. I, yeah, I don't think it's a cap decision. I think it's a, yeah. it's a, a roster. Fit, a, roster. a fit decision. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, what else do we got here? Capitals made a trade. Recently oh. they traded uh, Matt Niskanen to the Flyers for Radko Gudis. Uh, the Flyers had to retain 30% of the salary to get that done. Ooh. So... This was a really interesting trade. Uh, I was really surprised to see Niskanen get traded. I was not predicting that whatsoever. Didn't see that coming. I think that this was more of a, a fit, fin- uh, a fit trade on both teams. I think with uh, the Capitals getting Jensen, and that put Nis- that puts Niskanen kind of out of the top four. So I think maybe uh, they just didn't see him like long term. They bring Gudis in. They get a little bit more tough. Uh, they, they get better on the cap. It was kind of like a business deci- business decision, I guess. A little risky, though, from the Capitals um, because they don't know how Jensen's going to turn out. Uh, so a little risky, but it's a pretty good cap decision by by the Washington. So I, I actually like the trade on, on both sides. Not a big fan of Gudis. He's a little too... He's not a dirty player, but, I mean, he just, he's definitely done dirty things. But... I don't know. I hmm. I can see the trade from both sides, so it makes sense a little bit. In other news, the NHL awards are coming up on Wednesday, June nineteenth. Will you be watching? They're in Vegas. Yeah. Are are they on Vegas time zone time? Like it's ten o'clock at night or some stupid thing? If that's the case, the I answer is no. No idea. I'm assuming yeah. it starts probably like seven or eight hour time. I hope so. I might, but I'm not going to set aside. Basically, my life. you don't really care. I really don't care. Ask me if I care. Do you care? I don't. <laughs> no, I, I don't care. <laughs> you should. You're the host of the Post to Post. Uh, I probably should care, but I don't. I just have, there's just so much bull crap that happens in that show. It's just it's Just say who wins the award. I don't care about music. I don't care about jokes on the stage. Like, just get it done. It's good for the players and stuff because they get spotlighted, but I just, I just don't have time for it. I, I like... I like the ones that are surprises, like maybe the Masterson or, or some of those ones that are that have meaning, that are maybe voted on by the players or something like that. Yeah, no, that's a good point because it, it, we don't talk enough about the little things in hockey that, that that's they're true. really important things. So yeah. it's good that they, you know, they they'll show the video of, of who was nominated and for what reason and stuff. So that that is definitely really important. So mm-hmm. um, it's not all bad, obviously, but. Yeah, but almost like the Friday night of the draft now where they do round one on Friday well, night that's and they next make on it my a news. big production. And then the actual work happens on Saturday where they do the other eight rounds or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, so the draft starts on June 21st mm-hmm. and they're only doing the first round on Friday. It's so stupid. Like, it's so stupid. What the heck is going on? And are they going to do the same thing this year where they sit them all in a room, they take the top prospects. Oh my God, you know they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And then there's going to be, you know, let's say they put... I don't know if they're going to put 31 prospects in that room, but you know that at least one of them's not going to get picked, and they're going to sit there. And they're going to sit there in that room by themselves. Like like I used to sit at the school dance, right? <laughs> oh, man. If only the ladies could see you now. You'd be picked first overall. <laughs> I want the goat. He's on TV. He's on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. 
man, what, what did I miss out? He's mm. making big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so round two and the rest of the rounds, round two through seven, will happen Saturday on the 22nd. I will be watching both of those. I'm not happy about the way that they're doing it, obviously, mm-hmm. like we just said, but I'll definitely be watching watching those. Curious to see who my team drafts. And, yeah, well, uh, I'm, I'm very interested. I think we probably know that Hughes is going first just based on positionally because New Jersey needs a center. Yeah. Um, but if if it wasn't being drafted positionally, I think maybe Capo Caco would go first. And I th- honestly, I think he should go first. But Yeah, he's got mad skill. He does have mad skill. The fun part of the draft for me is the trades and the wheeling and dealing oh, that goes definitely. up to it. Absolutely. It's not so much about who's picked because you won't know for five years whether it was a good pick or not. Yeah. But you know right away whether that was a good you know, a, a crazy trade or maybe not a crazy And there will trade. be trades. Oh, yeah. There's always draft floor trades. Sometimes they're small. Sometimes they're huge. My my favorite Gary Bettman moment is when he comes up and says, we have a trade to announce. <laughs> Other than that, With his big I, have no, I have no use for him. Like he, he even tells him, you know, come on up on stage. You know, come on over here. Tells people where to stand. Like, really, you can buy a $20 an hour dude to tell people where to stand <laughs> who knows about cameras. You don't need to have this guy in a suit from New York. I agree. Oh, and we go on about this every year, and we probably will for as long as I'm alive, because I think he'll be commissioner until after I've died, mm. by the way things are going, because why would they get rid of him? He's making them lots of money. We we uh, <sighs> we, we make fun of Gary quite a bit, yeah. uh, I think for good reason, but uh, we're not stupid. Like We no, know no. that he has done incredible things for the NHL. No question, no and question. the NHL would not be the same without Gary Bettman. And St. Louis so. would not have won the Cup this year without Gary Bettman and the things he's brought into to being. Like... The, you know, he shepherded through the board of governors, the cap, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, the, we wouldn't have the parity that we have now, yeah, and we like, wouldn't have the growth of the game in the U.S. Yeah, I, and I hope that people know that we realize that without us having to mention that. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of a meme now to make fun of Gary Bettman. That's why he gets booed on the ice. He gets booed. Uh, it's just, and he like, he knows. It. He, he even said the other year, like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Where are the boos? Yeah, I can't remember where, what city that was in Dallas, maybe. But uh, yeah, uh, it, anyways, it's interesting. We're just. We're just on the bandwagon of, of making fun of Gary Bettman. Yeah. Uh, did you hear of the trade that happened yesterday? No. Fairly, fairly significant trade, actually. I was very, very busy yesterday. I was standing on the airport tarmac for the entire day. Yeah, you got some some aviation headphones on there. I do. Like. I, I just, when I put these headphones on, I realized how comfortable they were compared to the other ones that I wear. Mm. Plus, the other ones that I wear are my travel headphones I use on planes. They're noise-canceling, made by Bose. Yeah. And they did not do well on the trip. They look a little goofy. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I, I don't. I don't doubt that they're goofy. Look at the little tan I got Whoa. yesterday. That's not bad. Look at you go. Yeah, I'm telling Starting you. Starting that watch tan early. I'm a man of the outdoors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure these headphones look goofy, but they sound amazing. Well, that's all that matters. Yeah. I think once you get to a certain age, you're allowed to wear whatever you want without worried about. Well, looking, hopefully, I'm not there goofy. yet. <laughs> So, tell me about this trade. So, Chicago trades uh, Cahoon and a 2019 fifth-round pick to Pittsburgh for Olimata. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that trade wasn't significant to you. <laughs> so, I, I actually heard a lot of chatter about this after the trade went down um, of fans having mixed opinions. I saw a lot of Pittsburgh fans complaining because they really liked Olimata, and then other Pittsburgh fans were like, it's about damn time. Oh, wow. So... Uh, I don't follow Pittsburgh enough and have a horse in the race enough to really have a strong opinion on this one. 
I can just kind of trust what I hear of certain fans. But since there's two sides of the story here, I actually don't know if this was a good trade or not. Uh, from an outsider looking in, I think this makes sense for Pittsburgh just from a business level, from a cap perspective. They get, I think, a little over $3 million in cap room just by trading him out. Um, so, I and I think... I think this probably works in in Chicago's favor as well. Ole Matta is a he's a, he's a young kid, but he's he has a cup ring. He's a pretty experienced mm-hmm. uh, player going to a pretty experienced team. So I don't and I see I saw a lot of Chicago fans agreeing with some of the Pittsburgh fans, like like we don't want him. Like what the heck? Like why do we have him now? We don't want him. But I think I. Uh, I'm hoping that in a couple of years they'll look back on this trade and kind of feel okay about it. Like, there's been some Montreal trades. Mm, oh where yeah. At first we were like, oh my God, what is this? And then after a while we're like, okay, this wasn't actually that bad. I'm hoping that this happens for Chicago fans mm-hmm. with Matta here. So Cool. Again, we won't know for a couple of years, so we can only say our opinions. That's basically all the hockey news that I have. I just have some channel news there's going to be there there is 14 post-to-post videos already filmed um they will be releasing over the next month uh there are two more post-to-post videos already filmed plus the one that was released yesterday the nrl jerseys did you watch that video i saw the thumbnail i did not watch the video you didn't watch it i told you i had nothing yesterday was just packed up all the way one end to the other you're part of this enterprise and you're not even a team player Unacceptable. Anyway, if you have any interest in rugby jerseys, head on over to the second channel and check that out. And uh, there'll be two more coming on that channel in the next week. Great thumbnail. <laughs> Thanks. Um, on the third channel, Canadians Try Stuff, there are seven videos already filmed to come out. And I know, I think you've watched... Watched a couple. A couple of them have already released. Yeah. 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 So... You had a lot of fun when I was gone. Yeah, it was great. This place was packed full of... Hopefully no pukers, but... No, no one puked. There would have been a puker if I was in some of those videos, I think. Chris, I think Chris might have been close on that, those eggs, those fish eggs or whatever, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so basically there's uh, like 24 videos or whatever to release over the next month. Plus we have to film one, the uh, Canucks jersey review video. I have two jerseys coming, so that's three videos. And... I'm sure there's going to be a couple of others that we're going to film. So basically, across the post-to-post network, network <laughs> there are a month's worth of videos. There's going to be a video releasing every single day across at least one of the three channels this entire month or for the next 30 days or whatever. So. And that doesn't count the contact, content that will be created to respond to maybe the awards, the draft, exactly. and some of the other things. There's trades that will happen. Then on July 1st, we have free agent uh, oh, July 1st day. Snap. So there's additional content that ha- hasn't even been conceived yet because obviously it's news-based. Yeah, so, so hypothetically, wow. there should be at least one video a day for the next 45 to 50 days, which is pretty cool. That's, that's pretty good. That's not something I could have said three months ago. So. These people are getting a bang for their buck. Are they? <laughs> well, the Patreon people hopefully think they are. Yeah, ho- hopefully. Those the rest of do. the people, you're getting a great deal. <laughs> um, how about some basketball talk? You want, I would you, love you, to. You want to talk some basketball? That's the one thing I did see, because when we got back into the airport, yep. because the game was being played on the coast, West Coast, 
uh, of course, it was eight hours off for me, body clock-wise, and I was watching it at what I felt in my body was four or five in the morning when we got in. But basically, our airplane landed in Charlottetown, our last flight, and it was only at halftime. And it was 60 to 57 for Golden State. Mm -hmm. So we got to see a bit of the game even after we got home, including most of the fourth quarter. Absolutely. And it was was unbelievable. It was quite the game. It was amazing. I'm sure that there are a lot of people here that, or there are a lot of people listening that are watching that also watch the game. And uh, I I don't even like basketball, and I was pumped. Well, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Especially for Canada, and not just for Canada, the NBA. It's the first Canadian team uh, to win the championship. It's the first time a, a finals have been played in Canada. The basketball was invented by a Canadian. The first NBA game was played in Toronto. I did not know that so, until they made the announcement I at the game. I didn't either. I had no clue. It's pretty cool. And a lot of American fans are happy because Golden State is, in a way, the, the Pittsburgh of... And Chicago, yeah. Yeah, the of the NBA. just wins all the time. So the Raptors did their dirty work by slaying the dragon for them. Yeah, they, were, they were the underdog. So yeah, I love I mean, it. I guess you could call them the underdog. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. But, man, I'll tell you, like... Curry and Thompson, like the accuracy from anywhere on the court, just sinking threes and free throws, like unbelievable. These the guys. skill is, is just crazy, and you can obviously you can just see why Golden State is so good. Mm-hmm. And you just like every time they get the ball, you know they're going to hit the shot, except for near the end of of that final game. But yeah, Curry slash, and it was close to going in. It was. Close. It was a long ways away from the three point line. So if he'd been managed to get maybe five feet closer, it might have gone in. Thankfully, for Toronto fans, it didn't. But the, the entire time that ball was in flight, I thought it was headed right for the Absolutely. Right, like right for inside the net. Yeah. And it's not just them hitting shots. It's them hitting shots that, like, the net doesn't move. It's just like a... Swish. It's Not even a swish. <laughs> it's so impressive. Like, it's so impressive. Do you know the size of the net compared to the size of the basketball? Negative. The net is actually two basketball widths wide. It seems like it's just no a, way. It is the basketball is whatever it is, ten inches. Or the net is double. That. I'm calling shenanigans on that. You call shenanigans, and I'll get my phone out. <laughs> Keep talking. Okay. Um, on the Toronto side, all the all the Toronto goats were in full force. Uh, Kawhi was doing his Kawhi thing. Uh, Siakam was was pretty good. Gasol, like I can go down the list of names. They was they all played really well. Uh, it was just a fun game and series to watch, and it was it was great to see uh, the city of Toronto erupt. Um, but then you had like watch parties in Mississauga, in Montreal, and I think there was one in Calgary, and just all over Canada. It was just such a big deal for Canada as a nation, and I think really important for basketball because it created so many new basketball fans. And uh, yeah, I think that like this was a huge step forward for. For about for the NBA in general, and even if you don't like Toronto or you were you were cheering for Golden State and you wanted them to win, man, I think you got to be happy with the direction that the NBA has taken uh, with just in the past couple of weeks. So this is a big deal. Uh, very happy for basketball. It's definitely not my favorite sport, uh, not even close to my favorite sport. I generally don't even watch any regular season games. I only watched a couple mm. this year. Um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. It's good to see sports grow, especially in North America. So uh, when we have soccer coming in and being hugely popular, uh, racing's kind of dying out a little bit, which I think you would agree with. 
I, I definitely would agree. Yeah, with like definitely. But um, we see an emergence of a different kind of racing, like Formula One mm-hmm. is getting really big now. And it's always been big, but it's proportionally, I think, bigger than it was compared yeah. to NASCAR and, and other things that we don't see anymore. We there, don't see ARCA. We don't see IMSA. We don't see and the, I think there's fans like NASCAR fans like you who are getting tired of NASCAR and all the changes and stuff and who are transitioning from NASCAR to Formula One because it's just different and it's it seems to be uh, televised better, like just in, in almost every way, it seems to be just a little bit better. So, yeah, it's interesting to see the fluctuation of certain sports and stuff. And I mean, golf is golf has always been huge, which still boggles my mind, but mm-hmm. the whole Tiger thing that just went down and uh, there's been a re... A, like a, the whole sport's been reinvigorated, basically. And there's so many new golf fans now and people going out for the first time to... to courses and stuff and so yeah it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. i i don't like a lot of these sports but it's cool that they're getting some recognition yeah yeah that's uh man that's all i get written down here so now you called shenanigans on me a minute ago i did call shenanigans on you the standard nba basketball rim is 18 inches wide yep a basketball has a 29.5 inch circumference which when you divide by pi 3.14 comes out to 9.395 inches Okay. So slightly, the basketball is slightly wider than 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 half of the rim. So I was right. <laughs> On a bare technicality, well, if, if, we, if we do rounding here, if we round. No, no, we're not rounding. No one said anything about rounding. <laughs> but you know what three-tenths of an inch is, buddy? Yeah, but. It's that. That's okay. Three-tenths of an inch is not even a centimeter. Was I right or was I wrong? But the way you call shenanigans <laughs> on that, you call like as if it wasn't even close. It's so damn close. Yeah, it's close. It's very close. That's interesting, though. I, I honestly, I never would have thought that. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I remember hearing it on a on a show one time that mm-hmm. that you could actually, um, well, basically get two basketballs in side by side into a a basketball net, and I thought, no way. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense when you take into consideration angles and stuff, like you. Yeah. Not like, not every basketball goes directly down into the, and and if so. if the rim were smaller to make it just barely possible, this, you know the the game would be ten to nine exactly, <laughs> which and might be better actually than one hundred and twelve to one hundred and eleven. I think you might be right. <laughs> like it, if the skill is getting so much better, okay, boys, let's see how you do with a smaller rim. Try that. That would actually i I would watch. I would watch a game if they just wanted to try it, just like it, yeah. see how it went. I would 100% watch that. <laughs> I probably would too. It would like throw all the players off though. Oh, oh yeah. Except for Curry and Thompson. But um, yeah, that's all I have to talk about as far as what's on my piece of paper here. Now, we're going to do a podcast talking about your trip in its entirety, pretty in-depth podcast. Um, but I thought that maybe you could give us a quick rundown. I know there's a lot of people who want to hear about your trip. Sure. Can you just give us some like real like give us like a five to ten minute version of some quick highlights, uh, your favorite spots or your favorite moments of your trip, um, your least favorite moments, something that you really noticed. Uh, I know you, you. I don't want to spoil your story or anything, but you came home with a an empty glass Coke bottle, and what? Well, I just think that's ridiculous. But you have a reason, and I'll let you tell it. Uh, so I hope you mention that and a few other things. So. Feel free to uh, tell me your highlights, uh, tell me your your wor- worst moments, and uh, I will listen. I don't know any of this, by the way. I, 
We haven't, no, we haven't discussed this. It's hard to, when you get home on a Thursday night and here we are on a Sunday early afternoon, and we really have intentionally not talked about the trip because we wanted to do it more spontaneously yeah. on something like this or maybe later on. So um, you're not aware of some of these things already. Um, I had favorite places I went to visit uh, that were just amazing. I went to the United Kingdom, by the way. I went to Britain. I don't know if everyone knows that. Yeah, I guess there's probably some new people yeah, listening like, for the first where do you time. Go? <laughs> where do you, do you go to Chattanooga? I'm like, where do you go? Um, and first time ever, I've never been across the ocean, mm. ever. Uh, your mother and I and, and you two, we've been down south a bit, been on some cruises occasionally, like Western Eastern Caribbean. That's about it. Been out west, been to, you've been to California. I haven't, but I've been to Vegas and I've been to Arizona, been out to the west coast in BC many times for work. But uh, how, how was the flight? The flight actually wasn't that bad. I was, I was not looking forward to the flight. Mm-hmm. I'd, if that, we had flown direct from Halifax to Heathrow with Air Canada, it would have been in a Boeing 767, like probably. Four and a half hours? Five um, hours? Yeah, five-ish. So that's the good part. It's a shorter flight. Halifax to London is not that far. Yeah. And the downside would be if we got a window seat I, I like an aisle or a window. I can't be in the middle. Yeah. And even in the window, if it's a three row, like a three seat row, mm-hmm. and I'm in the window, I get claustrophobic. If I can't get to the aisle like that, yeah. and I, if I'm climbing over one other person, especially if they're related to me, <laughs> um, I don't feel claustrophobic. Mm. But if I'm the third guy in, I had a panic attack almost. Whoa, really? I, this is not, not this trip. Oh. But several years ago, I was flying from, I think it was Toronto to Calgary. And I was flying for work. And I'm I'm a pilot, so I like looking out the window. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's part of the fun of flying is knowing where you are and trying to identify geography and all that from the air. And I picked the window seat like usual. And I was always fine up to that point. But I sat in the window seat. And then this great big bugger got in beside me uh. in the middle seat. And then another great big bugger who didn't know either one of us got in the outside seat. And I, all I could just see was a mass of flesh <laughs> on this side. Huge dudes. And I was being crowded. I'm a big guy myself, right? Yeah. And he probably wasn't any happier about me being a big dude than I was about him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how the airlines do this, but and maybe they don't have a way. But like next to my profile on the airline computer should be big dude. <laughs> And they should not have a system that allows two big dudes to sit okay. like, crammed up against each other. Yeah. So probably about an hour into the flight, I just, I dropped something like on the floor. Poop? Like I, I, no, I didn't. <laughs> I dropped a pen or I dropped my phone or something yeah. and I couldn't pick it up. Oh. And, and I was trying to bend over and I got, I, even talking about it now, I'm getting a little worked oh, up. Oh, dang. I'm getting a little worked up. Whoa. And I couldn't pick it up. I, you know, I eventually did. I kicked it with my foot to a point where I could reach down and get it. Mm-hmm. But you don't have a lot of room on this side because you got the window there. Yeah. And then you got the Hulk here. Yeah. And then you got Brutus beside him. Yeah, right? Brutus. And uh, anyway, I got it. But I started to, like, I could feel myself getting nervous. I had to turn on the fan. Oh. Like the, the blower yeah, yeah. on my face, just kind of sit back and let the cold air blow on my face, close my eyes, and, you know, think myself down out of the, out of the crazy tree. I was fine after that, but I said to myself, I'm never letting that happen again. And I haven't since. I will take an aisle now before I'll take a window, unless I know who's beside me. That's really interesting because I would say that's very uncharacteristic of of you in general because you're very calm and collected. Well, I, I don't know if you're calm all the time, but 
I am calm. You're you're a very collected, I think so. logical person, and that you know that. Yeah. Like, that feeling of of being trapped is is a mental thing. Totally. So I, it surprises me that you let yourself get into that mental yeah uh, zone. And it's funny, I. I wasn't claustrophobic. I won't, if, if there's a show now um, about people getting like trapped in a cave or something like that, I can't even watch it. Oh, have you seen I, the, the videos on YouTube where they go in these caves and there's they have to like no, squeeze through these rocks about all the way down? You got to stop talking about it right And they now. do. No, well, no, no. I can't. The, I just can't. I'm taking my headphones off. The thing, the, no, the thing that's crazy about it is that they've never been in the cave before. They don't know if they can turn around. I took my headphones off, but I can still hear I know. You. I, I don't know why. <laughs> like, they don't know if they can turn around. They're just going into this ca- Like, it, that, and that makes me uncomfortable. Here's when it started for me. And you might not remember this. But just after the second Iraq war started, and the Americans and the Allied troops, the Coalition of the Willing, whatever they called themselves, they rolled into Iraq and basically took over the country. And Saddam Hussein was on the run. Mm-hmm. And he was at this person's house and they tried to find him and he'd be gone. And he was popping up like Elvis, you know, in various places around Iraq. Anyway, they finally found him. I know where you're going with this. And they showed a three-dimensional diagram of the hole he was hiding. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that and tried to imagine being in like, wanting to not be caught so bad that you get in a hole like that, if that, if the ground had collapsed or if, if you had had a coughing fit or whatever, you'd be dead. And you'd have no way to get out. And and someone else is responsible for the, the cover on the top of the hole to yep. even let you out. I'm done. Yeah, no thanks. I'm done. <laughs> and, and I started thinking about being in confined spaces from that moment. And everything bad in my life about claustrophobia has happened after that, watching that news show. Hmm. See, I, <sighs> it's interesting that you got claustrophobic on one of those like commercial flights. Yeah. Because the plane that you had... It's a pretty small plane. Like It's a pretty small plane. And even worse, the pilot sits on the left and he's got no door. You have to get out on the passenger side. That's right. So if you crash yeah. and that door is, I don't know, mangled shut, yeah. you're you're up that creek yeah. with no paddle. So it, I had a bit of a, an, I won't say nervous attack, because I, I don't honestly think that I'm really that driven mm-hmm. by uncontrollable uh, fears and emotions. I do think I'm a pretty logical guy. But I didn't want to get in the back seat of someone else's plane. Yeah. Uh, because that's even harder to get out if something needs to happen, right? Yeah, totally. But I got in the back seat knowing that I have no choice. I'm going on this flight and I got in the back seat and I don't have my own door because I was sit in the back seat behind two guys that had to get out before I get in. Mm. The minute the plane was in the air, I was totally fine. Really? Totally fine. Huh. I felt just absolutely comfortable and, and I could move around a little bit and, and and then when the plane landed again, you know, I got a little more tight. Yeah. Well, I think you're in the air, you're distracted by just, you know, you're looking out the window and stuff and- There's so much helps. more fun crap going on there that I exactly. don't have to worry about that stuff. But yeah, I'm, so I know this is a long way of getting back to your question. How was the flight? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it- it wasn't as bad as I was worried about it being. On the way from Charlottetown to Montreal to make our transatlantic connection, uh, we were in one of those planes that's three and three. Mm-hmm. And uh, the flight there, I think 
I think I had the window and your mother was in the middle. Thank, thank goodness that she would agree to do that because I think being <clears> in the middle between two people would be tough. Um, and but, but thankfully beside her was this very small little old lady person. Like lady she, person. She was a lady person. Okay. And she was she, she's not from North America. Okay. She was a little Asian. Uh yes, but not East Asian, probably South Asian. Okay. And the funny thing was, this is the dumb thing about what airlines do. She had to go on with a wheelchair. So they wheeled her on the plane probably 15 minutes before we got on. And then you had to walk around her. And then you got to walk around her. Like if you're going to wheel someone into the plane mm-hmm. and get them safely in their seat after you bring them in there in a wheelchair, don't put them in the seat that people are going to have to go past. I agree. going to have to get up again. That's silly. It's totally stupid. There's a whole ah. like, there's a whole podcast we could do about the way that pe- that planes are boarded because oh, it's yeah. ridiculous. Mm. Like there, cause there's so much time wasted when boarding planes. But yeah. anyways, continue. But she was a, a small person and she wasn't um, – she wasn't overly disabled. Like she was sitting there. She didn't have um, any special appliances or anything to keep her going. She was fine. Mm-hmm. And I think she might even have gotten out of the plane on her own power when the time came. Mm-hmm. But I think she, she – did she get out ahead of us? Because that's the other thing. When you get on with special assistance, you're supposed to be the last one off the plane too. They, they don't go on until the plane's empty and then help you out. That is but true. How do they do that, right? Anyway, back to that. So she wasn't big and crowding your mother, and therefore she wasn't crowding me, uh, and I could easily get past her if I needed to mm-hmm. in an emergency. So that part wasn't as bad as it could have been, because it could have been the Hulk right there, right? Could have been, yeah. Anyway. Um, so the flight was good. The flight was good to Montreal. Montreal to London was great because I had specifically chosen those seats as a part of the Airbus 330 on the outside in economy, you have two together. Mm-hmm. The, the next place over is actually the aisle. So it's just me, your mother. Um, that was no problem. Did you have to poop on the plane? No. Well, don't don't shake who, your head like you don't poop. Who would? Who would? Who wouldn't? Well, if, if you had to go, you have to go. Well, you... You, you make sure you don't have to go by, by eating certain things or not eating certain things for a day before you leave. Have you ever pooped on a plane? Never. Me either, actually. Never. Not intentionally. Like, I don't plan meals around it. It just happens. Yeah. I, I've been excited on a plane. So excited <laughs> that I probably could have if I wanted to let myself do it. But, uh, yeah. No. Okay. Interesting. No, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time in there. There's a, a limited number of washroom facilities. Mm-hmm. Um and for me, well, I, <laughs> I'm not going where you think I'm going with this. I'm just laughing at this conversation. I don't want everyone else to know what I'm doing. What, what do you mean? Well, they would if I went back there with a book or a what? magazine. <laughs> Why they you... know what's happening. Oh, he's going in there to sit for a while. Is that a prerequisite? He's going for... to the Oval Office. <laughs> Can't you just it do it be... without one? Absolutely not. My eyeballs <laughs> are connected to the other end. What other end? The sphincter end. If my eyeballs aren't doing this, nothing else works, man. I got to (laughs) read. I do. Okay. It's just a fact of life. I can't. You can't just sit there and like. No. Let things happen? Things don't happen if I sit there. I have to read. Reading is somehow connected. There's a. There's a. Some kind of chemical. There's a nerve that goes. (laughs) The reading nerve. (laughs) The reading nerve, yeah. 
But I did, I think in both cases on the long flight, I think I I did go back for a a number one. Mm -hmm. uh, So when you first get off the plane, you're in the UK for the first time. mm -hmm. You you go outside for the first time. What was your initial impression? Because you're seeing probably buildings that have different architecture. What was the temperature like? It was about the same as it was here. Uh, which makes sense. Which makes sense. They're quite a bit farther north than than we are, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And the London up to Edinburgh is basically Labrador. So you would have seen di- uh, a difference in uh, length of day as far as sunlight. Absolutely. This time of year, it stays daylight until about 10 o'clock at night. Mm. And we had to close the curtains actually to go to bed. That's that's interesting. It was like it was bright, and then it would get bright again at three thirty or four in the morning. Yeah, and this is only in like late May at this point. Yeah, we're coming up on midsummer, whatever yeah, the, like the June twenty first or whatever. Solstice is in in about a week's time, yeah. and or before the end of this week, we'll have the solstice. But three weeks ago, three weeks ago today, when we got there, mm-hmm. or I guess the following morning, um, that night it was bright. As probably as brighter, brighter than as we will get at the brightest, right? Mm-hmm. So that was quite a, a shock. I wanted, to, I thought that, I thought the place might smell differently. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, different formulations of gas and exhaust, and different kinds of trees and, okay. and stuff. I just thought that the air might smell different. It didn't. It smelled the same as here. It okay. looked a lot the same. I was, I was surprised with the fact that I wasn't surprised. If that hmm. makes any sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, we got, and we had a lot of time to walk around because we arrived in London around 7.30 in the morning because we did the overnight red-eye flight. So the time we went through customs, how cool is customs? Uh, don't know. You tell me. Passport into an electronic sensor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a picture of your face because there's a camera thing. It matches your face against the passport. Mm-hmm. And there's a little light comes on, says walk this way. You walk that way, and there's two big uh, lineups. One lineup is I have something to declare, passengers with things to declare. Which you wouldn't. Nope. And the other lineup is passengers with nothing to declare. It's not even a lineup. It's there to provide for a lineup if there was a lineup. Okay. But there was no lineup. You just walk through. Next thing you know, you're getting on the train. So you don't have to talk to anyone? Nobody. Nobody. Things are a little bit more loosey-goosey over there and. Or the I just have such a fantastic security profile attached to my passport. They're oh. like, oh, he's a good guy. Like, I don't know what they know. Yeah, maybe. And I'm fine with what they know. Like, whatever my government, like, I have a secret security clearance because of work. You have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide. I've I've got... That's an interesting comment coming from someone who does not want people to know what they're doing in the bathroom if they go with a book. I have one thing to hide. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we just walked right out and, uh, because your mother and to a lesser extent me, but ma- mainly her, um, she was the research director for the entire trip. Mm. So she knew that we could take the Heathrow to Paddington express train and, and she knew how to do it. So I got online a few days before we left and printed off the barcode scanning ticket. We went an off peak. So we... When we first got ready to go, it was actually too early. It was still peak time in the train and our ticket wasn't for that time. Mm. So we went and had breakfast. And for us now, we've been up basically 24 hours. We had breakfast, uh, but felt surprisingly okay. When you get on the train, 
did it say like you're coming up to this stop or whatever like this not robot voice but like a it didn't because it goes from London Heathrow to Paddington Station. There's no stops in between. So there's no like voice over the intercom. Well, there was. Welcome to the Paddington Express. Did you did it feel weird to hear the accent? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, here and I guess like they hear a lot of American accents. We hear a lot of British accents. So I could understand it. Yeah, <laughs> that was easy. But yeah, but then there's these sayings that you hear. Please mind the gap between the train and the platform. Yeah, and we don't say that here. No. Mind the gap is just everyone says it over there. Or not I don't think the people say it, but every automated speaker. Yeah. It's some saying that they came up with and they just put it everywhere. And... Yeah. And mind this or mind that. Mind is a verb there for pay attention to or think about. Mm-hmm. Right. So I at one point at the uh, Bayswater station, I saw a sign. Actually it's just painted down or a tile down on the floor next to where the train stops. Mind the gap. And then there's a sign beside you next to an overhanging piece of metal says, mind your head. <laughs> and then there's another sign behind that, mind the door. It's a door that opens from the other side, mind the door. So it's like, you have to mind everything. And here it's like, watch your step. Yeah. Yeah, really. So just little in- things mm-hmm. like that, but you got accustomed to them very quickly. Uh, so th- what we did was we, when we got in to Paddington, we then took the tube from Paddington Station to Bayswater, which is where we were getting off. And we walked to the hotel from there. No, sorry. We walked from Paddington right to the hotel. That's quite a hike. Did you feel unsafe? Not one bit ever. Awesome. Uh, I probably was unsafe a few times. Maybe in, down took a wrong turn in an alley or something, but I never felt that there was a you know bunch of hoodlums all watching us, you know, mm. looking us over. Of course, we weren't out, I think... I think we were in our room every night by 8.30 or 9 o'clock. Like we weren't out when things get crazy. Yeah, you weren't weren't living up the town, getting lit. No. Getting woke. Won't getting woke, won't getting light lit up. You were at home getting sleep. Yeah, and and needed it, especially that first night. Yeah, you would have had long days. So what was your favorite day of the entire trip, of the three weeks? I can't think of just one. There were many favorite there days. There wasn't just one day that you're like, man, this day was freaking pro. Uh, yeah, there was. There was like about eight of them. Oh. Okay, what was the worst day? Uh, the worst day would be the day we were traveling from Inverness to Aberdeen in Scotland. I did hear this story. I think that's the um, taxi yeah. situation. The train track was somehow disabled. There was They called it a points failure. And I don't. I looked it up in Wikipedia and everything else. I still can't figure out what a points failure is, but I think it has to do with the switching of the track. And it's some box that has electrical contacts in it. I know what points are or used to be in a car, and I think it's the same situation. There's relays and things in this box mm-hmm. that control which way the track switches for various routing. And if you can't get the train switched onto the right track, you have things happen, like head-on collisions. Yeah. So I, I get that. Anyway, they announced a points failure. They asked us to get off the train and stand in the uh, waiting area in the, in the station till they figured out what to do. So we weren't sure if they were going to get us a bus or whatever. It turns out that a lot of the people on our train were only going to Elgin or they were only going to someplace in between. They weren't going all the way to Aberdeen like we were. Mm-hmm. turns out that only maybe two carloads worth of people or maybe three were going to Aberdeen. So that's what they did. They made us into carloads and they hired taxis to take us for a two and a half hour drive from Inverness to Aberdeen. 
So, yeah, that would have been pretty crappy. It was pretty crappy. And your mother was a trooper. I was in the front with the taxi driver, and it was a it was a, a Vauxhall. It wasn't that small of a car, but you put me in the front with my backpack on my lap because mm-hmm. there's no room in the trunk because it's all suitcases. And your mother and two other ladies from Ontario just happens to be there are also Canadian. The three of them, three abreast in the back seat, and it was cramped. They, you should have gotten your own taxi. I agree. That's some, that's some BS right there. Yeah, I agree. And had we purchased a first-class ticket or something like that, I would have felt more um, yeah, authoritative and going to the Scott Rail people and saying, come on now. Yeah, almost obligated to say yeah. something. You can't pack us in that taxi like cattle. Yeah. Like, here's my ticket. I paid 300 pounds for this ticket. Or we've been through something similar and much longer out of Montreal. Yeah, uh, We've told that story on the channel before. We did. Uh, the short story is basically we got stuck in Montreal on December 22nd or 21st or something like that. Uh, and we could not fly back to Charlottetown because of lots of interesting reasons. So uh, our option was to stay in Montreal until after Christmas, I believe, and then fly home. Um, but the airline decided to put us on a bus to Halifax, which was 22 hours or some stupid thing like that, overnight um, in the wintertime. And then when, when we got to Halifax, they were like, well, now you're stuck in Halifax till after Christmas because there's no more flights going from Halifax to Charlottetown. So yeah. good luck. So we had to figure out our own way back to Charlottetown. And I don't remember what podcast we told that story on, but... I don't either, but the, I remember the telling the podcast. Yeah. And when we when we got back to Montreal the other day, we came down. We took a wrong turn in the airport. The Montreal airport is the worst constructed airport as far as passenger routing and signage mm-hmm. on the face of the planet <laughs> Earth. It is pretty bad. Montreal is a <laughs> hole. Oh. It's a <laughs> hole. Okay. And I'm from there. That's my home airport. You're, you're, you're allowed to say that. I used to cycle there as a kid and watch the planes come cycle. in. Cycle. Bicycle. You know, not not Harley. Yeah, I would, like bike. Bike. Don't say cycle. Okay. That shows your age. It is what it is, man. <laughs> anyway, um, I love the city. It's my hometown and all that. But the airport is, can we say? The S word? Yeah. If we say it with uh, the, the British way? What's the British way? Scat? Rhymes with, li- <laughs> rhymes with light. Instead of pit. I don't know if I know what word you're... <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know. But I, I shouldn't. The reason that we don't swear in this is not so much YouTube. It's it's uh, iTunes. You can't swear. As far as I know, when I read the... And it's just a good idea whatever. not to. Yeah. Uh, it's just a good idea not to. But, the, uh, we upload this, the audio version to iTunes. So mm-hmm. I try not to say certain words in the, yeah. in the podcast and that's, specifically. That's a good That's a good thing. And we know we have younger listeners too. So that's, that's, I should probably be, um, just continue to be careful. So, so anyway, it's a ter- it's an awful airport. It's terrible. So you spent like two hours in a taxi mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Other than that, did you have any travel hiccups or things that uh, didn't go as planned? Only one, and we managed to pivot around it. Uh, on the day three of London, we, our intention was to spend the first half of the day at Hampton Court Palace, where Henry VIII lived, and where one of your mother's ancestors lived back mm-hmm. in the 1500s. And then we were going to spend the second half of the day at Greenwich, at the Prime Meridian. And that was going to be our Wednesday or whatever. I guess it would be Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. But the trains were down between Waterloo Station and Greenwich that day. 
So we just couldn't go. Well, we could have gone other ways. There's buses, there's river taxis and boat buses and all that. But they take a lot longer than the actual overground train, mm-hmm. which is only at, – at, at that it was going to be probably an hour. But a, a river taxi was going to be two, two and a half, and a bus was going to be two. It's like you, you can't blow your day sitting on a yeah. bus, right? So instead we went to Greenwich in the first part of the day, and then for the second part of the day we did the British Museum. Okay, That was on our schedule to do later, but we did it earlier, hoping that when we got back to London just before flying home that Hampton Court's train access would be back in business. Mm. Uh, the trains still weren't great, but the weather was rotten that day anyway. So he said, oh, the, the heck with it. Hmm. So, excuse me, instead, uh, we went down to Westminster Abbey. So you still did stuff. Pretty like, good plan B, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. You, you, figure, you figured it out. Figured it out, yeah. So. And you have to be versatile. You have to be agile with this when you're going on vacation. Some people, they don't want any of that headache, so they just get a tour. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to go with whatever tour for 10 days and just I'll get on the bus when they tell me to, I'll get off when they tell me to, and they'll hand me my hotel key and I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about anything. People, let them, there's nothing wrong with that. But we wanted to do our own thing. And that means you have to do your own plan B. Yeah, you need to problem solve yep. a little bit. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree with, with that. Uh, it's good to have an authentic experience versus a... a I'm so glad we did planned. what we did. Yeah. So glad because we were totally on our own. We could do whatever we wanted. So when we actually do this podcast eventually where you talk about your whole trip, are you going to make notes and like go through things like day by day and like we went uh, to here and then we did this? and already have. Your mother's taken notes on the day by day piece. Okay. Uh, so hopefully she'll let us use those. I took notes on what I would consider travel tips. And what I plan to do is not only do whatever you want me to do here on on your show, but also, I have my own YouTube channel, which is quite inactive lately, but uh, I want to start putting on some of my own vlogs mm-hmm. on that channel, on my channel, and also, with your help, I hope, uh, make some travel tip videos on if you're from the North America and you're going to the UK, here's the critical stuff you need to know. Mm. Because there's things I didn't appreciate fully, and I did all kinds of YouTube watching all kinds of research, and I was still surprised by things. So you have you have tips to share Absolutely. that aren't available to the general public right now. You aren't, could, aren't available easily. I couldn't find them. You could be the guy. I could be the guy. And not and maybe these tips are available or snuck in someone else's video, but I'm going to do a tip on how to handle the electricity difference. Okay. <laughs> That's, it's a huge thing. Okay. If you land over there with your little USB charging cord. Yeah and wonder how you're going to get your phone charged and you got your little brick thing from, you know, you plug into the wall, you're toast because it's not going to work. Really? It's not going to work. All right, You need to pivot. You need to bring some adapters and stuff with you. All right, sounds good. Well, we'll figure that out. Yeah. And see. How to do the travel, how the money works, how hotels work. What do you mean how hotels work? How hotel elevators work. They work differently there? Well, yeah, they're numbered differently. What do you mean they're numbered differently? When you book a hotel room in the UK, yeah, and you don't want to be dragging your bags around, so you ask for a, a hotel room on the first floor, guess what? You're upstairs. Okay, this goes back to the conversation that you, Chris, and I had on having a yak about sh- shelving, like what do you name? Yes, it what does. Do you name? It does. <laughs> that's, that's correct. That's interesting. I'm going to have to uh, make Chris listen to that section yeah. of... of <laughs> Because when you're 
at the hotel lobby and you've just walked in the front door at street level, you're at floor zero. Hmm. Which I think makes sense, actually. But I wasn't prepared for it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And there's a lot of places that don't have elevators at all. You're dragging heavy, in this case, almost 50 pounds a piece. I'm dragging suitcases up a whole flight of stairs because we booked a room on the first floor and we got it. Wow. <laughs> okay. So just things like that. I have about 18 tips. 18 tips. 18 different topics. The and money, so, the electricity, how this works. So this is again, 18 different videos. Probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, thanks for sharing a little bit about your trip. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for talking hockey and some, some basketball with me. Uh, this wraps up this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. If you guys could subscribe to our YouTube channel, if you're not already, that would be awesome. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes or Google Play or whatever podcast or app you uh, use, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we definitely... We definitely recognize our audio-only listeners. Uh, I feel like there are two different uh, two different groups of people. Some mm-hmm. I we we kind of ignore them a lot, a little bit, because we say, "Oh, like we talk about a jersey behind us," and obviously they can't see it and stuff. So sometimes I forget that people just listen instead of watch. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. I don't I've never listened like I don't watch our podcasts in general, but I've never listened like. Oh, I have. I listen every time. Is it weird? Uh, no. In, in fact, I listen m- m- I listen to podcasts every day. Mm-hmm. Usually I listen to them all night when I'm sleeping. I just have an earphone in and the podcast just roll along in the background. keeps my brain somehow entertained. I don't know how it works. But I always put our podcast on Sunday night. It went, if you think to upload the darn thing, um, I put the podcast in the, in the routine. And I'll often wake up in the night and hear us talking. And uh, it's kind of neat. Uh, I've weird. actually heard from quite a few people that... They listen to our podcast uh, while they fall asleep because it helps them. Sleep. Yeah, and that's why I do it. it <laughs> Which sounds like an insult, but I understand the compliment. I think it is a compliment because when we do this podcast, there's no yelling or screaming or crazy. It's just mm-hmm. two guys talking, and that can be relaxing to people. Yeah, okay. And, and it certainly is to me. I don't care who's doing the talking, but if they're talking at this level, like there are some really – like Dan Carlin, for instance. Mm-hmm. Dan Carlin does history podcasts that are – the content is fantastic, but his delivery is too high energy. I can't listen to it at night because it wakes me up. Well, I think that's why some people don't like Steve Dangle. Yeah. I think Steve Dangle has a lot of important things to say. Fantastic. He's a super smart guy. Yeah. Uh, but I know the people who don't listen to him just based on how loud he is and how yeah. just all over the place volume-wise he is. Yeah. So, And I really like the approach you've taken to this. I'm just a boring person. I don't. I, I'm not being monotone on pur- on purpose. I am just a general boring yeah. person. So. But but we're we're emotionally fairly flat. <laughs> I guess. Right. right. Yeah. There's things we like and things we don't like, but we can articulate our emotions without screeching. I, yeah, that's and true. <laughs> the next thing I'm going to eradicate on this planet, if I live long enough, is noise pollution. There's too damn much noise. How going are you going to do this that? Planet. I don't know. I'm just going to make it my mission. I'm going to walk around telling people to shut up. <laughs> Did you hear uh, what I told mom earlier I about, don't think the, so. about the light? So we delayed filming this podcast a little bit today uh, because there was someone mowing their lawn oh, yeah. outside, and I could hear it. It was pissing me off, to be honest, because uh, I didn't want it to come through on the mics and stuff. And so I, th- I told mom, like, I want, I want to get a light to put on top of the house, like a big, like <laughs> on the air. Like air traffic control light, and it'll just say like filming or on, like on the air. 
flip that thing on when we're filming, and the whole neighborhood has to be quiet. That would be amazing. Yeah. So one day we'll be that important. Yeah, I don't know about that, but <laughs> even if even if I lived in the middle of nowhere, I'd still have that light just because it would be awesome. But uh, all right, thanks for listening and watching, guys. I really appreciate it. I hope you're having a good uh, week. And um, excited for the draft coming up, the awards, and not that far away, free agency day. So it's a pretty good few weeks of hockey coming up. And I uh, hope you enjoy the playoffs. And, yeah, we'll catch you in the next podcast. Uh, I don't know when that'll be. Uh, You're away next week. I'm away next right? weekend. So you and I probably won't connect for another two weeks at the earliest. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Thanks for watching. Adios.